0: CPC, gonna elect a new leader on uh, the 10th, so just a few days away now. Uh, Candace Bergen announcing this morning that uh, after her term as interim leader, this will be it. She'll stay on as MP, but she will not be running for reelection. So um, she's uh, announcing that this morning. Also today, uh, a new poll, and and I don't think this comes as a surprise to anybody, showing that Pierre Polyev uh, appears to be the runaway leader um, in the CPC leadership race. 57% 57% of self-identified conservative voters now say they have a favorable impression of Paul Leyev. That's up eight points since mid-July. Um, this is surprising. The one in four Tory voters, however, say they don't know enough about him to form an opinion. Um, widely perceived to be the frontrunner. Um, One in three Canadians have an unfavorable impression of Polyev, so he's doing good there. And um, he's, like I say, he appears to be the runaway leader. We can get into more about the poll in a minute. First, though, let's have a conversation about what we expect to see happen over the coming days with Chris Chapin. Chris is a veteran of conservative leadership races and a managing principal of the Upstream Strategy Group. Chris, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate your time. Always a pleasure, Chip. So this latest poll just tells us what I think uh, the polls have been telling us for well, a few months now, in fact, actually, that Pierre Polyev appears to have this well in hand, hey?
1: I, I certainly think so. I, I mean, it, it looked like from the day he launched his campaign with a tweet that had, I think, a million-plus likes on it and you know, millions and millions of views on the video, that he was the, the runaway favorite. Uh, we saw it throughout the membership sales period. The, the number days his campaign posted, a, you know, north of 300,000 memberships sold, shattering the party's record for membership sales in a leadership race. And poll after poll and fundraising uh, records after fundraising records. I, I think we're only a couple of days away before uh, it looks like Pierre is going to probably win this on the first ballot. I mean, maybe there's a surprise out there, maybe... Maybe Jean Chouret does have the points his campaign's been claiming for months that they yeah. have the path to win, but I, I certainly don't see it.
0: Yeah, you know, and it's interesting when you t- take a look at it, because uh, Paul obviously did what every leader or every candidate in any race hopes to do, and that's tap into a, a swell of enthusiasm uh, that he has absolutely uh, rocketed to the top on. Uh, Sheree never, ever seemed to capture that. Big name, well-known. A lot of people thought, oh, this is exactly what we need. But he just didn't ever seem to excite enough people to get a movement going the way Polyev did.
1: Yeah, no, it never came close. Uh, you saw it in the, just the size of the crowd, depending on their respective events. But I think that the thing, though, with Sheree that maybe it was a little unfair to him throughout this race was, he had been out of politics for you know so long, and it's hard to even though he was a you know a well-known established name, one heck of a political career under his belt, uh, being away from the political scene, not talking about the issues that maybe resonated with members today that they they didn't you know it, it was just a different kind of mindset that he would have had from from his time in office 10, 15 years ago. That uh, I, I really do think that. Uh, Pierre, just, Pierre had been talking about the issues that had mattered to conservative voters. Uh, as finance critic for the party for the last several years, he, he built up his social media following. It's really hard to win a leadership race and tap into that when you had to create a Twitter account to run for the leadership
0: race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And Polyev had done such a, a really good job of grabbing headlines and, and soundbites while he was sort of the the chief attack dog in the House of Commons. That served him well to kick off the race. Um, going forward, what happens now? Like you said, Charest Camp still continues to say that they have a shot at this. I don't know if anyone believes it, but once Polyev takes over, assuming that he is going to take over, what's his job? Because we know um, that some of the things he said, some of the things that he's said and done might hurt him when it comes to a general election. Can he make that pivot or does he stay the course?
1: I think for the most part, Pierre Paul is going to keep talking about the issues that he's been talking about for years now, that he's able to tap into in this leadership race to sell memberships. Um, you you know, were there certainly things that came up over the course of what has once again felt like a rather lengthy leadership race for the Conservative Party, uh, that he's going to try to walk away from? Yeah, I think there's going to be certainly some issues that he talked less about, but the the main things that, you know, has really resonated with, I, I believe, with the membership that has led to the record breaking sales. It's been his talk about uh, economic opportunity, jobs, you know, actually addressing the issues that Canadians are, are concerned about, uh, whether it's, you know, he coined the term just inflation uh, yeah. back before the leadership race. I, I think you're going to see him talk about economic issues that he's, he's talked about for years. and He's going to be talking about the Bank of Canada. He's going to be talking about getting interest rates back down. Uh, I, I think some of the other stuff is just going to be white noise. Uh, and I think Canadians will, will look past a lot of it. Uh, I think that the Liberals are certainly going to try to bring up some of the things he talked about sure. during the leadership race, but uh, I, I think we, we know from polling that uh, economic uncertainty and, and opportunity is, is the number one issue Canadians care about, and uh, Pierre seems to be winning on that issue, so I, I think that's what you're going to see a lot of a lot of from him over the coming months, and, and I guess depending on how long the Liberals want to hold out an election from, maybe, maybe a couple of years.
0: What... Do we know about what's going to happen with the rest of them? Candace Bergen announcing today this is it for her. She's not going to run for re-election. Sheree was never, ever uh, clear on what his plans were. I think it was pretty obvious that if he wasn't leader, he wasn't going to go through another election. Uh, What about the rest of them? Lewis, this was her second kick at the cat. Aitchison grabbed some headlines. He actually has like 23% favorability, so he's, he's making a bit of ground up there. What do you think happens with the rest of these candidates? Will they be brought into Polyev's camp, or will they just walk away now?
1: I, I hope they're brought into his camp I think that was one of the, the big big mistakes the the last two leadership campaigns uh, maybe less so with Andrew Shearer than, than Aaron O'Toole but certainly with Aaron O'Toole where where they really you know pushed the uh, you know Peter McKay's team away and and didn't build the party back together I, I think they, they wanted their camp to, to be in charge and, and let nobody else back into the sandbox to play and I think that was a big mistake led to a lot of the uh, division within that caucus that eventually led to Aaron O'Toole's ouster as, as leaders. So I, I hope they bring uh, guys like Scott Aitchison back into the fold. Uh, I think he's run a very professional leadership campaign. I, I, I don't think he ever really stood much of a chance at all, but I think he's run a professional campaign. Um, but he's certainly taken some shots at Pierre down the down mm-hmm. the stretch. So I, I hope that, you know, at the end of the day, they, they build the party back together. I think that's the... The only way to be successful in a general election is if your party's in order. Um, and I think they'll certainly welcome uh, Leslin into the, into the team. And uh, I, I actually hope they, they're able to convince uh, Roman Weber to, to seek a, a nomination and throw his hat back into uh, the political ring. I think he's run one heck of a professional campaign as well. And, and I think he'd be a, a solid gain for the party if they can get his, uh, his voice uh, a proud kind of conservative voice that he's he's championed throughout this race uh, to join the party.
0: Chris, great insight as always. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jake. That's Chris Chapin, who is a veteran of several conservative leadership races and managing principal of the Upstream Strategy Group. Okay, just to give you more details uh, on the poll. Uh, as we said, Polyev, runaway leader by uh, the looks of things here. This new Ipsos poll done for Global News finds that among conservative voters, uh, whether they're actual card-carrying members or not, but just people who typically vote conservative, uh, 57% of them have a favorable impression of Pierre Polyev, which is up eight points from just in July. 20% have an unfavorable impression. That's down Nine percent. Okay, so he's improving on favorability and uh, getting rid of some of the unfavorable views. Jean Charest, thirty-eight percent favorable. That's down seven points. Thirty-eight percent unfavorable, which is up three points. So obviously, Polyev has all the momentum right now. Well, when you take a look at conservative voters, they seem to have really bought into the message of of Pierre Polyev. So he's uh, well ahead in terms of his favorable impressions. He's impressing people through the course of this campaign. And uh, when you talk to conservative voters about who they want, it's clearly Pierre Polyev. The rest of the field, Leslyn Lewis, her favorable rating goes up nine to 32%. Scott Aitchison up five. He's at 23%. Roman Baber, the uh, big drop, he went uh, down four, now sitting at 16%. Among Canadians in general, so if you go outside of just conservative voters, Sheree has the strongest support. 31% see him in favorable terms. That's compared to Polyev at 23 and uh, that's down two points for both of them. The question, though, as we've talked about so many times, right, is um, and the concern that Aitchison raised and some other candidates raised is some of the stuff that Polyev did during the campaign will certainly come back during the next general election campaign. It'll be raised by the Liberals. How much of a concern? is that, but there's some good news. It appears that Polyev, outside of the leadership race itself, generally speaking in terms of how Canadians view him, is, is doing a little better than he was before. Still an awful lot of them are saying, nearly half are saying, that they really don't know enough about him to have an impression. So even though you know the people who have formed an opinion of him so far are negative, there's still more people that he can introduce himself to. So there you go. That's the latest on that race. And by all accounts, it looks like Pierre Polyev will be named leader of the CPC coming up on um saturday i guess uh, the 10th